It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Hey, here we are on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It's Tuesday. I'm here. G. Bush is here. Earl is here. Earl. The Pearl. Hey, how you doing? Earl, Earl the Pearl, a.k.a. the Swing Vote, <laughs> is in the building. That's a cold name. The Swing Vote? The Swing Vote. That's, That's actually crazy. a great nickname. The that is vote. a great nickname. Speaking like of voting, that. today is a yes. weird election day in Ohio. Kinda, right? So make sure if you haven't done so already, go go protect your rights and vote no on number on issue one. That's the only thing on the ballot today. Vote no on issue one. Mike is here, of course. He's what is what is week. issue one? You don't okay. know what issue one is? I just got back from Europe. I have not seen anything. Uh, what do you mean? You bet. This has been uh, talked about for months and months. You uh, just got it, back from it gets, Europe. It gets what the majority <laughs> so, say. Issue, what issue one is... I stay out of politics completely. Okay. I try to be as oblivious in a bubble. That's, avoid ba- that's all a of bad it. thing. So, totally. That's a bad thing. Even if you were on the other side or whatever side you want, get involved. They're your rights. They're going to make rules based on your life. Try- be involved. Right now, if there is a, uh, a person, you know, if, if the rank and file people of Ohio want to change something in the state constitution, if they ha- get enough signatures... It goes on the ballot. If it gets 50% plus one vote, it passes, whatever it may be, right? And then it becomes the law. Uh, they, the state legislature is trying to change that to it would take 60% of people, which would not happen because nothing really passes at that higher percentage. So there's a lot of things that have passed over the years that have been started by the rank and file people of the state of Ohio that have passed between 501 and 59%, and that would all be out the window. This is being done for one specific reason, because there's a measure on the ballot in, in on the regular election day in November to keep abortion legal in Ohio, and that's why it's been put on, even though, you know, so anyway, so, so vote no and keep your own rights is what I'm saying. I know a lot of people have been doing that already, but uh, keep voting if you have yes. if you haven't voted yet. All right, Mikey McNuggets. Besides uh, issue one, what what are the other issues with you today? It's been a good morning. Yes. Woke up. It was sunny. Glad you woke up. It Anthony and Earl were bad morning if you didn't wake up on time today, which always helps. We were all in early, got our stuff done. Yeah. Anthony turns twenty six tomorrow. Oh, look at that! So this is the last day of young Anthony's quarter, first quarter of his life. I anticipate him living Does to 100, now by have, the way. Do you now have to get off your parents' insurance at 26? Yes, but I've been off of it for three months now, something Look like that. Look at you. You know, this big boy. Going, going to tell me, he, I say, man, it's your last day being 25. He yeah. said, well, technically, I got until 11.08 tomorrow night. I'm like, it don't oh, work yeah, like that. we got beef with that. It don't work like that. No, I think Anthony's right. Technically, he's not 26 years <laughs> old until, until the, the moment he was born. 
So if he comes to work tomorrow and nobody wishes him a happy birthday, he shouldn't feel bad because it is, no, because so tomorrow, on his 21st birthday, he couldn't buy a beer till he 11.02 a.m. That's not yeah. the law. That's not the law. However, tomorrow is his birthday. It mm-hmm. is his birthday, but technically he's not 26 years old until So are you advocating that his birthday actually starts at 11.07 p.m. and runs till the next day and Incorrect. ends at 11.06? That's not what I'm saying. Bad I'm job out of you, Bull. <laughs> it is his birthday the entire day, but... Technically, he's not 26 years old to 11, whatever. So, PM. is he, should, should he I not I didn't know what time gifts? I was born. Do, do any was of the born, others you know? I was born at 6.38 p.m. on a Wednesday, 8, November 16, 1987. You know this? On Mother's Day. Gee, do you know when you were born? I don't give a shit about nobody. <laughs> <birthday. laughs> All I got to say born, is I'm like, going like, to Nickelback well, you tomorrow. Guys know <laughs> the minute they were born. But you were grown. How weird is that? You were grown, man. The only birthday you celebrate is when you get to vote, which is 18, when you get your driver's license with 16. Or when you get to legally drink. Every other birthday after that, that is placebo. What about the ones before that? I'm talking about the one with Buffalo when you were a kid. When, like when you first born. I don't remember that. Don't, and by the way, uh, let me give advice to everybody out there who doesn't have kids or may have very young kids. Having a birthday party for a one or two year old is a total waste of time. It's a party it's for, for the you. It's the party is for you. Yeah, you, you, you just for you're, you're just like look at my child. It's so stupid. Look at my baby. My baby is yeah. here now. As we say it. Usually wives get involved with that. Usually the wife is like, oh, no, we're going to have a party. Right. I, because I they've care. been doing most of the yeah, hard work. They've been doing years. the heavy lifting. I'm going to show off what I've done. My- Mo- most men are useless with babies for the first two years. <laughs> yeah. Most men. Not all. I'm including myself in that. I was fairly useless the first few years of my son's life. Yeah, it's and uh, so are most men, uh, yeah, if we- you're honest about it. By the way, for those who may be pregnant right now or maybe the first year sucks. There's no doubt. If, any, if everybody's honest, honest, are you honest, Earl? Will you admit the first year sucks? What, of being a parent? Yeah. Yeah, especially when it's your first child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First year sucks. So uh, be prepared for that. Nobody's honest about it. We are here on this show. Go ahead, Mike. If, if One I thing I just thought years, of. If I wait three more years, I'm getting a nanny. <laughs> if I get, listen, don't nanny? let, do not let my expendable income get over a certain, I will, not feel, I will not feel bad at all about having a midwife. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of this tomorrow. I'm going to add it to the rundown. Yeah. Five things that Anthony loves for his birthday that people that don't interact with Anthony every day wouldn't know. So we're going to do the top five things Anthony loves secretly okay. behind the scenes All right. Um, for a little special top five. It'll be – I'm not going to throw you under the bus. I'm talking throw about – Throw him under the bus. No. There's, there's nothing for hey, can to we, throw can we get the under the bus cent, about. Uh, in the club music bed for the moral show? For, for, for the moral show? I, I think we could play two and a half seconds before we max out our budget on what you can do for <laughs> – like popular songs like that. Mm. So. You know, you don't want to owe 50 money. You don't, yeah. you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't no, want that's to owe not, the, not the guy you want to owe money. That's crazy. <laughs> no, funny. definitely not. Uh, is it time to start panicking about the Browns' defensive line? Is that what we're getting to right now? We are. And before we do that, I just want to say thank you to everyone out here who's tuning in, watching us on a daily basis. The numbers last couple weeks through football season have already skyrocketed. We're about to do crazy big things with the upcoming football season. So appreciate you guys. If you haven't hit that like button, hit the like button, become a subscriber and we will continue to put out the best content humanly possible for Browns fans across the country. And with that, Bull. I know Cam in Canada said he's back into us. I didn't know he was out on us. Yeah, he was out on us for a little bit. Cam in Canada was out on us? He wasn't out on me. That's my boy. I don't know where he, where he went that, out on me. That's not something to be that proud of. Did he go, I'm just saying, of man. Did he go back to Canada? <laughs> I don't know. Why was he out on us? So I, I had, know a, nice heart, I had a nice heart-to-heart with Cam. 
I hope I'm not going to say anything. I think you've been pissing him off, boy. That's what I've been Yeah, you've been pissing him off, No, it was you a little bit. It was a little bit of Jason, a little bit of Jay, but he just thought overall, I want to paraphrase this properly. We Are were, we really taking this seriously? We were, I was joking around that you you, you had a real conversation. Yeah, about like, oh, I had a real conversation with him. Yeah, he oh said we weren't. God. Essentially, we weren't looking optimistically enough at the upcoming season for the Browns. Oh my God! That's a, <laughs> so, like need, I said, <laughs> we need to cater to every. I, I like Cam McCann, but he's a lunatic. Every tweet he puts, oh, nine out of every tw- ten tweets he puts out there are, are ludicrous. No. He puts out some really I, 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 I think he's I think he's like purposely trolling people. I, yes, I, I think yeah, he knows. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he knows he's a, an A1, like A plus troll. He is troll. a good troller, and people take it seriously. Yeah, they do. They'll be jumping off. But roof. I'm not completely sure he doesn't believe some of the crazy stuff he puts out there. He puts out some really smart football stuff, though, from time to you time. You might like, be a bigger sprinkled troll. Sprinkled in with the trolls, you're, you're, he's got some really good takes. I never troll. But Bull's, Bull's GIF's responses to tweets are hilarious. <laughs> That's what they get. He'd be, be like, no. It'd be, it'd, be the, it'd, be like the, it'd be the tweets that would it'd be the off kilter tweets off the show that'd be really good. I'm like, who you get in an argument with over on Twitter? Just random dudes. It'd yeah, be right. randoms. Yeah. Anyway, Cam and Canada, was, we're glad you're back. You're back in. Locked in, Cam. Hopefully, I don't say anything today that chases him out. I, I we mean, don't want him out. We want him in. Well, I'm a little pessimistic about these DNs. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, let's get, let's get to it. As Mary Kay reported yesterday, yeah. Alex Wright, Isaiah McGuire, both were injured. One during the preseason game against the Jets, the next in Saturday's practice. And will be out for, quote, an extended period of time, according to Kevin Stefanski, both with knee injuries. The Browns <laughs> signed Charles Wiley for a camp body. Are you starting to worry that the Browns' defensive end depth is dwindling? Before the start of the real preseason even begins. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Who gives a shit? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I do it. Come on, these guys are nobodies. I I'm going to buy by Cam. What's that? We've lost Cam. How have we lost him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being positive, Cam. You should be back in. I'm saying that the Browns are fine. They don't need these two schleptics. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm going to get worked up. They just signed some uh, nobody off a practice squad. Good for him. Let him play well. They got. Do they still have their top three pass rushers? Yes. Okay. Were there, were there fourth, fifth, and sixth pass rushers last year, even NFL players? No. The great Lonnie Phelps is still around. <laughs> Lonnie Phelps. That sounds like a DH that played for the Phillies. <laughs> Lonnie Phelps. That really does. <laughs> like, he just. Now batting. I don't know. Who that might be Jeff Sons. <laughs> might be. <laughs> it might be. I mean, I'm not worried about this, guys. I'm not panicking. They got their three best guys. That's all that matters. Mm. They'll find other guys. You're not going to use more than maybe five defensive ends. Six, maybe, but I think that's pushing it. Those, the three top guys, they're going to play most of the snaps. I know 
you know, in a perfect situation, you like to rotate a lot. And certainly Jim Schwartz likes to do that. But I, I can't, I don't think those guys are really anything with anything. I think you can find other guys that are just as good. Um, so here, here's why I think it's a big deal. Um, is it enough of a big deal to, to like jump off a building? No. But is it concerning? Yes. When I play defensive end, there's, there, when you get a coach change and you go from a position where you're trying to move around, we went from a 3-4 to a 4-3. And what I was up there doing was just basically taking up blocks. I wasn't trying to penetrate. I wasn't trying to make plays. Our job was to keep linebackers free. When we switched from that year to a 3-4 to a 4-3, they were asking me do, to do a lot more than I was, excuse me, used to. When I was up there now, I had to lose about 20 pounds. I had to work on my conditioning. I had to learn to get upfield. And I had to learn to play with max effort every single play. One of the things that we get with Miles Garrett, and a lot of people have been talking about it, is Miles Garrett, hey, he slows down at the end of the year. Hey, it looks like he still doesn't have his conditioning. Hey, he doesn't look right after COVID. Why is Miles Garrett's sack totals down? Darius Smith has 10 sacks, or almost 10 sacks, basically, through the first half of the year, tailed off at the end of the year because he had injuries. So what do you think is going to happen if you don't have depth? What's going to happen? When, that's going to be on the table again this year. You've also got to realize this. We always talk about you got to have your players stepping up when you drafted. We can't fill every position with free agents. We can't go sign everybody. Mm-hmm. Alex Wright, third round pick. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, Isaiah Thomas. He was a draft pick of yours, I believe, in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. And when you look at across the board and, and, and the, the level of, of talent and the level of production you're getting from your draft classes is zero. You, Alex Wright, Isaiah Thomas, you're not getting anything. David Bell is a third-round pick. Schwartz is a third-round pick. T- uh, Jordan Elliott is, is a third-round pick. I just gave you five people, and these guys haven't given you anything. So now when you look at the production and when you go to other teams, other teams have guys that they've slotted in, in, in towards uh, uh, their draft picks that are going to do something. They know the system. They're banking on those guys, and it builds depth. Now we got to go to the scrap heap find two more DNs, and now we're asking Miles Garrett to be Superman again if these guys aren't playing. But I don't think so because you got two guys that you brought in who are good pass rushers. You're not asking Miles Garrett to do what you asked him to do last year when there was not another good pass rusher. Well, yes, you are because here's what's going to happen. Yeah. When you bring in those secondary, this, this Phillips and Wiley guy, yeah. Miles, he Jim Schwartz wants to run like he was running in Philly. Yeah. When you look at what Philly is doing, <laughs> At that high level, when you're looking for, and they got Nolan Smith, they got guys up there that is top five picks, and they brought back their whole roster almost. That's what he wants to do. You got to have guys playing effort, 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 fast, fast, fast. The skill set of these guys is not going to be able to play like that. But some of the guys you mentioned that are not contributing are the guys that are hurt. So is it is it any different than it was before these injuries? And how long are these guys out for, Mike? Extended periods Extended of time. Extended time, Mary Kay said up into the season potentially. So this, this is done for camp at least. I just think they're guys who are fringe roster players. I'm not going to get worked up about it. Uh, uh, Earl? I don't know, man. They, they say when a soldier go down, the Army itself loses its strength, right? Alex Wright was a third-round pick, a guy that Kevin Stefanski and uh, Andrew Barry was very, very high on, a guy that they felt like was had a lot of raw talent. But over a couple seasons, they felt like they, he could be molded. And to a, to a pretty solid player to come off the defensive line. 
You look at Isaiah Thomas, a guy who was a seventh round pick and seems to make some noise. It seemed like every time that he was on the field last year, I can remember seeing his number or just hearing his name or seeing him always around the ball. So they might not be major contributors now, but like I said, these are debt pieces, right? They are part of they're part of the army. And when you lose pieces, but injuries, every team has injuries. Every team has That's part of the game. I'm not saying every team don't yeah. have injuries, but yeah. what I'm saying is when you look at these two guys in particular, yeah. I think that they were looking at Alex Wright to take a major step forward in year two. They felt like Isaiah Thomas could have been a, a contributing role player. I don't necessarily, if I view these particular players to be French guys, I think these guys that were, were going to be rotational at guys. Were they not best the fourth and fifth defensive end? They were rotational guys. Okay, so, I mean. So Alex I Wright was making the team. Isaiah Thomas was definitely on the potential to be cut list. Yeah. But Alex Wright was a lot. Alex Wright was but definitely fine, on the team. But he was their fourth defensive end. But I that mean, doesn't mean he wasn't going to play. I didn't say he wasn't going to play, but guys, in the end, if you can't, if, if, if your fourth defensive end getting hurt is a big deal, your team's not good enough. Bottom line, if you're fourth team, that's your he plays. That's your second team. But gee, every team's got injuries right now. Every team. Yeah, right? that's part of the game. And so that's but like you guys seem more upset about this than I'm like Joe. Burrow I'm not upset. Got hurt. No, no, I'm not upset. If the I'm, Bengals, if Joe Burrow doesn't play, Bengals season is over. I might as well not I, even. No, boy, I'm not upset. But, but the reality is, like these are guys that were on the team already, that yep. had chemistry with the players already, that already knew the system. Anytime anybody on any team get hurts. It impacts the team, so, but if Especially, every team is being impacted, then what? Then it's not a big deal. Well, look, here's, here's yeah. the thing: we, we, we talking about specifically the Cleveland Browns, yeah. And what do you do once you are impacted? So there's a plan right now in, in Cincinnati. They're probably talking about that. They're saying the plan's look, irrelevant though, because if Burrow can't don't play, their season's over. But but there's a, you still have to talk about when he's coming back. Right. What, what's the plan? Does he play the first game? Yeah. It's nuanced. It's not like, oh, guys, he's, he's injured. So for the Cleveland Browns right now, here's the problem you have. You got Miles Gary, you got Zedaria Smith, you got Oboe, right? That's three defensive ends. That's great. But if that is your, if, if the predication of your whole team is we are counting on our defensive linemen to be <clears> the best group on the field and you lose two of your, your second team defensive ends, that's crazy because it's not like if it was linebacker, they've proven that they, they think the linebacker is not what's important in his scheme. But defensive line, they, they went out and drafted, and they've drafted a defensive lineman every single year. So now that is important. I so, need me another end today. Let but me this, ask you this question. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being panic and 1 being no deal, what is this? What is this? Go ahead. I'm about a four. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you why I'm about a four. You can, oh, 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 my God, but, boy, here's the reality, right? Zadarius Smith, great pass rusher. But he, but he dealt with a knee injury. Yep. And no matter, everybody talk about the 10 to 11 sacks. Yep. I think he had, like, nine or ten sacks in his first eight games. Yep. Yeah. He tailored it off and finished with, like, one or two sacks over the rest of the course of the season. I'm not expecting Zadarius Smith to be in there on every single down. Yeah. Ogbo is still growing as a player. Raw yeah. talent, not yeah. that big of a dude. So, yeah. depending on the matchup, you might not even see him in there. Anytime that you lose somebody that was supposed to be a rotational piece, like those things matter. We could talk about the, the big three all we want to, but at the end of the day, it's always those other guys and their contribution that gets you over the hump. Gee, what's what's your grade? What's your grade? I, I give it a five. Oh. Uh, because let, well, let me tell you, let me just yeah. show you the difference in levels to this, right? Yeah. Take a look, take a look at what the Eagles have done. They went out inside, they got Brandon Graham back. They signed Fletcher Cox back. Jalen Carter is a top 10 pick. One of the most. So he's. Well, what does the Eagles have to do with anything? Because I'm showing you. Watch this. Okay, show me. Josh Sweat. 
They got him back in the yeah. mix. And that's that's just in their alignment. But they blitz and bring edge rushers. Hassan Reddick is is their, their outside linebacker. Now, look, that's five dudes right there that are monsters. But the Browns, it's not like the Browns lost monsters, oh, oh, though. Oh, hold on, hold on. We keep going. They lost guys. Nolan Smith is backing up Hassan Reddick. Who mm-hmm. runs it? Listen, so, and we can keep, we can keep, Jordan Jay, Davis. Jordan Davis is a guy here. what this has to do with the Browns, though. What it has to do with is you're counting the big three. Yeah. I'm showing you contenders. I'm not saying I'm, four oh, or five are not important you, at all. But what I'm saying. But if they had good guys, I would, these are uh, just guys. Hold, hold on. But here's yeah. the thing. If you, those guys are better than the guys they're bringing off. The, these guys are off the street. He's like, these guys ain't coming off the draft. He's off the street. The guys off the street, some veterans off the street might be better than the, those two guys who you get. No, that, no, 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 no. So is it for no, you? No. You don't think they're good? Is, like, that, is, that, is it, that why you see, see it as no big deal? They're just guys until proven otherwise. Uh, they're just guys. That's a fact. If you, what I'm trying to prove to you is yeah. there are nine different dudes on here for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles right. who are contending to a contending team a, a top-notch defense. Yeah. And what I'm trying to show you is... And how many of the Browns have? Three. And with these two guys, they have more than three? At least with Alex Wright, you had four. You, you, no, you don't, because he's proven nothing. But here, what, what I'm Nothing. Saying, what, I'm, what I'm saying to you is... G just said it two minutes ago. He's done nothing on the field. What I'm you just said it. What I'm saying to you is, if yeah. you draft a guy and he's a rookie... You're not gonna get a, a world beater rookie. Yeah. You're not gonna get guys that's gonna come get 13 sacks as a rookie. What I'm saying to you is, yeah, they are counting on these guys. If you listen to Schwartz, you listen to the team. Those guys are impact dude. Let me give you an example. I was playing. I was playing for McKinley. We won the state championship. The guy that was in front of me, Kenny Peterson, played multiple years in the NFL. Went to Ohio State. He was part of the team that beat Miami. He, won th- he was a defensive player of the year two years in a row. I did not play till my junior year. Kenny Peterson left, and a lot of people was like, hey, they're going to be trash. They're not going to win another championship. That's a wrap. Okay. People would say, oh, no, they got G. Bush. And this other, this other defensive end over here. And they were like, well, we haven't seen him play. Right. But here's the thing. People that were in the program, people that was around it, knew we came back that next year. And guess what? You got guys that are hungry. You got guys that want to prove themselves. And there's a lineage involved. Me and the other defensive end, both of us went D1. He went to Indiana. I went to OU. We won another state championship. What I'm saying to you is great teams find guys, develop them, and build depth. Agreed. And that's why great teams don't worry when they have injuries like this. And I think you guys have been so scarred by rooting for a shit team for for your entire life, basically, that you think injuries like this matter. On good teams, injuries like this are irrelevant. If the Browns are a good team, if they truly are a good team and a good defense, then injuries, yeah, an injury to Miles Garrett, big deal. An injury to Denzel Ward, big deal. You know, guys that are the, the top players, big deal. But guys like this, who are fourth and fifth defensive linemen, you got to be, if you can't replace those guys, you're not good enough. That's you got, just how I see you it. Got two, you got two guys getting injured at one time. Right. Back a, year, a couple years ago, the Ravens had both of their, both of their corners go down. The nickel starters. Corners, starters. Nickel cor- the nickel yeah. corner and, yeah. and one of their starters go down. Yeah. 
Guess what? That's debilitating. But if that's you, starters, G. That's not the same as this. This is the fourth and fifth defensive lineman. But, but that's, Those are really good players you're talking but about. But that's where you win. You win in the margins. You don't... Everybody well, has top five players. You're comp- I agree you win in the margins to some degree, but the good teams can replace those guys in the margins if they have good coaches and they have good scouting. So that, and, so. and to your point, like... like uh, uh, they, there's First of all, there's plenty of time to get... If you bring guys off the street now... The season don't start for a month. There's See, plenty of time to get them up to There's some interesting that, that names still out there. Point. Yeah. How do you replace these guys? Well, gee, I'm glad you said that. I, think I scoured the internet for four names <laughs> who I think are still out there who could be at least a camp body for the Browns. Steve, you want to take this graphic full? Look at a Petrino with Davian Clowney. Or Melvin Ingram. No, yeah. G. Matt Bush. <laughs> I how about G. Bush? Bush before I put how about G. Bush? That is how thin the veteran defensive end market is right now for guys who have at least proven something on the field. Mike so is a, a, let me just ask you this. Yeah. Is there any world, any scenario, any universe where you'd welcome Jadavian Clowney back no, to the Browns? No, I'd rather have G. Bush playing than Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> I wouldn't. Like, to me, how he handled the whole Miles Garrett situation – that just left a sour taste in my mouth. You can't, you, like can't, you can't bring him back. That's, that's no. a toxic situation yeah, no. altogether. But and a guy like Robert Quinn, who's out there, can I, be a nice like camp it. body. But at the same time, man, Andrew Berry, man, it's more than one way to skin a cat, right? Andrew mm-hmm. Berry can kind of get on the phone and, 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 make, and make a couple moves via trade if he have to. But I don't know, boy. I think you underestimating maybe with the team. Think of a guy like Alex Wright. Well, we what don't know a, what, what the team way? really thinks of him. Have you have you watched Alex Wright play? Have you listened to the things that they've talked about since he's been a member? Uh, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? It's irrelevant. Yes or no? Yes or no? Of course, I've watched. Yes him. or no? But have you have you listened to the things that Andrew no, Barry it's irrelevant. and Kevin? St- to you, that's, it's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. But to you, it's irrelevant. Girl, wait, wait, boy. I'm just no, trying. No, no, boy. I gotta finish my point. Go ahead. Go ahead. All I'm telling you is, I've heard Kevin Stefanski speak of this man. I've heard yeah. Andrew Barry speak of this man. I've heard yeah. the coaches speak of him. And who have they said anything bad about any players? No, they haven't. Of but course, I, but I'm so telling you, this say. is a dude that was a third round pick that was a rookie last year, and when he got his opportunities towards the later later part Earl. of the season, he played better. You're dismissing it like he's not going to make any type of impact. He's if minimal any, impact. He's minimal, but he's a, he's a rotational runner. guy. I know in that. a system that they're going to rotate Earl, ten, ten defensive lose, linemen. T- good teams lose players. I'm like talking about the Browns. The I'm talking about the Browns. You keep bringing G keeps bringing up examples of other teams. I'm, they, t- I'm talking about the Browns, what do you man. Mean? Okay. I'm, I'm saying like Alex Wright. I think that that's if he's gone for an extended period of time. Yeah. That can have how an many, impact on the how team. many games you think the Browns are going to win this year. Probably like 11. Okay, 11. About 11. If Alex Wright doesn't play the whole season, how many games are they going to win? Who knows? Do you change your prediction? No. So then who can't? Then he doesn't matter. It, it, if it, you don't change your prediction, he doesn't matter. Boy, it matters, man, because this could be, like, like you, how, you, how you talked about it like with the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Yeah. This could be a downslide, right? You got two guys on your, in your defensive end room. That's hurt for an extended period of time. You think Jim Schwartz cares that these guys are hurt? Yes. No chance. Yeah. Yes. He's like, just give me another guy. No, no, no absolutely. No, 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 no. Well, no, no. It hey, don't go that hey, way. With Jim Schwartz on this, and this yeah. is in, this is really interesting here. I just looked up last year, the Browns' fourth defensive end in terms of snap count was Isaiah Thomas. He played 162 snaps last year. To my surprise, Alex Wright played more snaps than Jadavian Clowney. I did not realize that. Fact. So Clowney's back to the, taking himself out of the game. That he played. 542 snaps, that was 49.7% of the defensive snaps possible. Okay, so he played 50% of the snaps and the defense sucked. He's not going to play 50% of the snaps this year. So how big a deal is he? He's, he's a big deal. Where, who's going to take them hey, snaps? Hey, we lost internet. We have no stream. Uh.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, we were in the middle of a really good debate about the D-line. And now we've kind of lost our momentum because we lost our building lost internet Mm. for about five minutes. And so we were knocked off the air and now we are back. But uh, let's let's put a bow on this topic because I think we've debated it enough. We yeah. we know where everybody stands. Um, you want you got you want them to sign a veteran right away. Uh, the names that Mike put up, Mike put those names. Can you put those names back up or no? So you got uh, you had Ionitis, uh, 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 Earl mentioned Robert Quinn. We're not we're not dealing with Clowney. We, it was it was no a, Clowney. You, Nobody wants Clowney. He did his decision on on yeah. Clowney. Um, you know there, there's a there's a couple Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Hey, he uh, played for what Baltimore last year or Pittsburgh? Miami. Oh, Miami. Okay. Oh, right. He went to Miami. That's right. I, I don't have a. I don't got a problem with either one of those dudes. Now, here's a, here's another thing too. Yeah. If those guys, if those guys don't want to come to camp, I wouldn't be mad if they just told them, "Hey, keep stay in shape. Right. We'll right. bring we'll bring sure. you in in September early. You got a week to get ready. So, it, and that's why my my panic isn't that high because I know what what they want to do. Up front, and I understand that it don't take it don't take much for guys to get ready up front if you just gonna have them rush the passer. I just think in the end, guys, I trust Jim Shorts enough that I think that maybe you obviously you guys, especially you, all think Alex Wright's gonna be better than I do. I, I think he's got a lot to prove, but let's say he's gonna become a solid fourth pass rusher. Mm-hmm. I trust Jim Schwartz enough to say he can make a solid fourth pass rusher out of the guys he's got or some other guy. That's why I'm not worried about so, it. So fair enough on that point. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, this is a good opportunity for a rookie like Isaiah McGuire to get in there. I think before we lost internet, Mike was giving us the numbers that mm-hmm. the third and fourth pass rusher in Jim Shorts' scheme yeah. plays a significant amount of snaps. Something he like, has in the past, doesn't necessarily yeah, right, mean like something, something like three to 400 snaps, right? And, the, and the traditionally, fourth pass rusher on those teams were in the 300s. Right, right. and traditionally snaps. that's how it goes. So a guy like Isaiah McGuire... Who's a rookie yeah. under Jim Shorts, t- uh, t- uh, you know, saying mentorship. Yeah. And then you got guys in, a, in, a, in the locker room like Zadarius Smith and Miles Garrett. This is an opportunity for him to really put on display. Like, hey, I'm him. You know what right. I mean? Grab a position. So grab a position and see, and see what it does. But, you know, I felt like that, I, uh, that Alex Wright was going to be a significant part of that group and a part of the rotation simply because of what I seen towards the end of last year and just how much that this was the one guy – if you go back to last year's draft that everybody had a consensus on, this was the one guy that everybody said that they agreed on in the entire building. Mm-hmm. So knowing that everybody wanted him, they're going to give him every opportunity to shine. You talked about coach setting up Anthony Schwartz, right? Yep. Coach is gonna set, set, was going to set up Alex Wright to shine. And hopefully, like, this is not an a injury yeah. that, like, makes him may, miss a significant amount of time outside of maybe the first couple weeks of the season. But – who knows how, how would it turn out? I just feel like when you lose those depth rotational pieces to, to what you have going on and you got to replace that with guys off the street, 
it can be a learning curve and that can have an impact. Sure. And I think it's a bigger deal in season, but I think there's still so much time now before the season starts. Yeah. In terms of what the coaches and GMs say, like to me, that's meaningless because they, they're, if, if they're never going to say anything negative, well, of course they're going to say positive things about a guy. But anyway, I think Melvin Ingram of those guys makes the most sense. He actually had six sacks last year. He had a pretty productive season. Ioannidis, he hasn't been very productive in like three, four years. I, I would take I I I I favor Melvin Ingram too. Yeah. Give me um, Robert Quinn, man. I don't got a problem with him either. I'm is Robert a, Quinn not a free agent? Is that why you didn't put him up there? Or no, I just wanted to put G Bush up there. Oh, I really yeah. just wanted to add G Bush to that. <laughs> I'm Producer's giving choice. You I'm giving. I give, you got no snaps? No. I, I just think like uh, no you know, when Robert Quinn was in Dallas, he played he played with the defensive line coach that's here now, Brent Bloom. He might have prayed with him too. He might have prayed with him too. <laughs> he's won he's won the Super Bowl yeah. with the Rams. This is a veteran, got championship experience. Bring them both in. To, to me, to me, now this position, to me, I'm more scared about this one than, than those two. Um, yesterday, uh, I know you're going. I know you're going. <laughs> Jerome Ford comes up with the hamstring injury, and so I, these guys, okay, they'll get. If you have, say, it's a scope. I know it ain't no tour in ACL. I know it's either a meniscus or something where they got to clean it up. That's four to six weeks. I've had like 10 of those, right? I know what it is. As long as they can get the swelling out, that's cool. And they can come start gradually getting back to work. However, Jerome Ford, I'll just, I'll just throw this out here. Jerome Ford with the hamstring. I don't like skill position guys with the hamstring. Them things, if you get it in camp, the only thing that you can do with a hamstring is rest it. He's going to be counted on to get carries behind uh, Nick Chubb. You don't yeah. even want to give Nick Chubb those carries. Now it's time where I might have to actually say, okay, do I need to look at a running back? Which I've said no before, but if this persists, I don't. I might have to call Zeke no, or something. I, I would. I would. Uh, soft tissue injuries, those are things that linger all season long. And I know there's a lot of people who had a lot of faith in what he was able to bring to the table this year. And the injury might not even be significant. I just think it's a thing that might plague him for a little while. And then, especially like with it being a preseason, you still going through camp. You don't want to start going down running backs to where you putting unnecessary usage on Chubb, and they probably won't do that anyway. No, they just keep bringing in camp bodies and camp bodies. Yeah. But I think I'd rather them go with young guys. I don't want Zeke here. He's used to being a starter. I don't know what kind. If he's only getting eight carries a game, he may, may be an unhappy camper. I I just don't think he's the right fit I, at this point. Well, here, Big Nuggets, go ahead real quick yeah, before yeah. we get into a, a deep, yeah. drawn-out conversation. Yeah, no, we asked the uh, YouTube chat who was right on the is it a big deal, is it not a big deal situation. Whenever we asked the YouTube chat, you know who it's brought to us by. It's brought to us by our dear friends over at PCC right. Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. The poll cut off, unfortunately, when we lost internet. So I'm going to give you the last numbers we had. 89% said G and Earl Wright. 11% on Team Bull. People have been scarred here. You've been scarred by too much losing. That's the problem. And with that, we're going to move on. we got a couple things we got to hit a little quickly now because we lost a few minutes, but we are continuing our 32-32 and 32 series. Next up on the 32 most important players for the Browns is Siaki Ika, who's a little higher on this discombobulated list due to some clerical errors on our end last week. But Siaki Ika, 
potentially the second starting defensive tackle for the Browns alongside Dalvin Tomlinson. Earl, I want to start with you. What are you expecting? Wait, what from the number big is he? What number was he really, or what number is he now? What number was he supposed to be? <laughs> Twenty-eight. And, and can you tell me who twenty-nine and thirty were, please, just so I have a, a background? Conklin, Jordan Akins, and Cedric Tillman. Okay. Bull really hates this list. <laughs> Siaki Ika is more important than the starting right tackle? That's what you're telling me? I think so, yeah. Wow. Okay. Go ahead, Earl. Earl does too. <laughs> because <laughs> the, because he had, you had him higher on the list too. Because the Browns uh, have such a good list? track record of drafting defensive tackles. Those but guys I think that's why, he's, that's why he's important. At least here, I'll, I'll start then. Why is he important? No, no, no. What was the question? I, I didn't hear the question. You think Sione or whatever? What round was he drafted, all, by the way? All, Third round. All I heard was Earl, I'll start with you. What was the question? Ika. What about Yeah, what is, what is his impact? You think he's more important than Jack? Do you think he's more important than Jack Conklin? Ika? No. But I would have had Conklin higher. No, so I put him I put him I think he is because he plays I, I think he plays a position that's overall weak for the Cleveland Browns. But we don't know if he's going to start. We don't know if he's going to start or not, but we he's We know Jack Conklin's going to start. Yeah, but I just think he's more important because of the defensive tackle position being so weak for the Cleveland Browns. And so he was drafted a third round pick to me is a guy that's a starter or your first rotation piece. They've done with their third round pick so far. They have not done great. <laughs> they have not done great at all. But, uh, I mean, hopefully he can step in and help in the run defense. Hopefully, hopefully he, he can, uh, you know, create some double teams and do what he have to do in the interior to create uh, one-on-ones for those edge rushers. But uh, big dude, uh, athletic dude, seems like he's a guy that, you know, kind of fits what Jim Schwartz likes to do. So, uh, hopefully he, he's one of those guys. We have not hit on third-round picks a lot, but he seems like he's going to be a player. I know he's had a decent cap so far. And I know we can't buy too much into that, but it'd be interesting to see him. You know, I think most of the most of the guys should play this Friday against the Commanders. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see him in the game. What's the matter? Can Mike? I take you back off Earl real quick and just add one more thing to that go before ahead. you guys go? Because I know you're going to yeah. disagree. Yeah. The Browns were so putrid at stopping the run last year that having a guy like Ika with his size, even if he's not good. Yeah demands at least two guys to pay attention on the offensive line. Wrong. Which opens because, uh, well, first of all, I don't think he's going to start. Jay, let me ask you a question. You, you don't think you, he starts? No, I don't think so. Do you uh, – we were talking about defensive ends. You said it's hard for defensive, uh, defensive ends to make an impact right away as a rookie, correct? Yeah. Isn't it even harder for a defensive tackle to make an impact right away? Uh, yeah, it is, but – How often do you hear about rookie defensive tackles having a big rookie season? Not, that, ver- not not very much, right. but, you know, when you look at it, if you're the only rookie that's getting significant minutes amongst guys that are all pro candidates, then it makes your job a lot easier, right? I agree with that. That's true. But defensive tackles almost always take time to develop. Even the best yeah. ones take yeah. time. And I just – and maybe he is going to start. Maybe I'm crazy. But I would think that the two veterans they brought in, whose, of course, names are escaping me right now, to get the – Tristan Hill, who's already hurt. The guy from the Niners has been hurt the last two years. Mo Hurst. Mo Hurst. Like, that guy, his first two years in the league, was actually really good. Yeah. He was actually pretty good as a rookie. I would think if he's healthy, he's going to be a starter. I'll go to this. I don't know if you guys missed it. Like, this was, I think Cleveland.com had this. Um, And I don't know if it's on the internet. So, I don't know if you can pull it up. But he had a really good play uh, in the scrimmage. Hurst or Ika? Ika, oh. he, he pretty much was the reason why they, they 
they stopped him on fourth down. Yeah. Um, he was getting double teamed, and he just knocked his the guard in the backfield. The other guy had no angle to kind of down block on him. He not only did that, he locked out, he got Rashad the blocker, and was in on the tackle on a fourth down and won. And it just goes to show you the low center of gravity and the way that they want to play up front um, with, with a guy that big. He's gonna play some. He's gonna play some significant snaps. Um, the goal for the Browns is to, to you know, their platoon up front is like, uh, you know, people have a, you know, when you watch the A team, right? The A team had <laughs> with Mr. T, Love and the all, they everybody had a, a specific skill set. But they never killed anybody on that show. They never all did. All they did was shoot a tire. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They, Why were they always shooting a tire? It was like it was like they they never really really nah. killed no bad guys. They, Mr. T would beat everybody up. But like if, if they made that show now, nah. there'd be a lot of killing. A lot of everybody's yeah. gone. Yeah. But A team, everybody had an explosive yeah. guy. They right. had a, a muscle guy that just fought. They had the a pilot, line, the pilot, right? Yeah. He was always getting them. Get us out of here. Yeah. So that's what they want to do up front. Siaki Ika is what I call. He's the uh, he's the bulldozer. He's the guy that, you know, when you need to move a lot of earth, you got to get the dump truck. Yeah. You put him up there. He ain't going to rush a passer that much. But if you just tell him to get going, get that 340 some odd pounds moving that way. I know that's kind of hard to stop. So I think he's going to be a part of the run game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I, I like what he did. I, I thought I saw some stuff. He, from he's him. he's definitely a part of the run game. I'm looking at the defensive tackle list now. I'm on a, a Cleveland Browns app. Tristan Hill is hurt. Maurice Hurst, he's a really good player when he's healthy. Not sure. We all uh, know Tommy Togi. I probably won't make this team. I can't see Jordan Elliott starting. Dalvin Tomlinson is 325 pounds. Sayaki Ika is 358 pounds. Yeah, right? I mean, we, we all forgot about so, Elliott. <laughs> wasn't he the projected starter initially? But, I think he was. I, I think he, he was. Yeah. But he was playing in yeah. the Hall of Fame game. Right, right, right. So that's crazy. That says a lot. I'm, I'm looking at this. Non-rookie playing the Hall of Fame game, that's not good. Him and Anthony Schwartz were playing to the very I, end. I, I'm yeah. looking at this, <laughs> and I'm wondering, like, will who stars depend on what type of package they come out in? Right. Well, that's true. And I the mean, team they're going to get. They're listen, going against Ika the one plays, heavy team. If Ika Ika's plays play. significant snaps at defensive tackle, then yeah, he's an important player. Sure, no doubt. I just think, and, and we'll move on to the. I just would last put the thing. starting right tackle ahead of him. But uh, yeah. fair, fair. Uh, let's Dewan move on Jones here. Jones keep playing like that, man. <laughs> we, go, we, we we might have to have a conversation. Or or should Dewan Jones? be playing left tackle. That's another That's another conversation. <laughs> let's uh let's see him do it for more than one Jack game Con- against If Jack these. Conklin's healthy, I think he's better than he is. Jedrick Wills. I agree. Now, now, yeah. now, look at us agreeing. Now, <laughs> look at us uh, agreeing. The yeah. other day, you know, Mary Kay came out and said that um Bill Callahan was giving Jed Wills some praise. I think what he was doing is he was saving his his mental aspect. Like because you got to think about it. People p- their natural perception is we're hard on Jed Wills. Yeah. And so Bill Callahan has to build him up a little more because yeah. when you got to do like, like, oh, oh boy, DeJuan Jones is caving down the whole side of the line. Yeah. Like this, I mean, you can't teach size and strength and footwork. So now he has to kind of be like, yeah. all right, let's pump our brakes. We don't want to pump the wind up too, jo- too crazy. Right. Jed is, Jed is making some steps. But what did, I got to play left or right tackle in college. Right. He played right. I got okay, a question. So maybe he can't play left. I, I don't think, think he's a left I think he, uh, he exceeded everybody's expectations of his play, right? And I know we can't take too much out of preseason. But let's say the game against Philadelphia, if he plays a significant amount of time. Yeah. And the game – 
this week against the Commanders, who's probably going to play some of their starters in the first quarter, who has a damn good defensive line. Right. If he can hold his own and he played the way that he played in the Hall of Fame game, do you think that we changed how we look at him playing this year? Because remember when he was first drafted, a lot of us were saying he'll probably ride the bench a lot, yeah. probably won't see significant time. But if he continues to play like he played in the Hall of Fame game, does that change the narrative? I mean, I, th- I think in the end, if Jack Conklin's healthy, they just signed him to extension. He's going to play. It does, and it feels like he's, you know, they've committed, I think, to Jedrick Wills as their left tackle. So they're not going to make that change. So it's not like other positions where you're going to rotate guys yeah. in. He, he, so he will. I, it's not a bad thing to have him that you feel confident about him on the bench. Hey, when we go big, though, yeah. when we go heavy. He'll come in, you know, goal line, fourth and inches. We, go, got, he, we go heavy. Why was tackles? he drafted so late? There was the personal questions and personal issues about his character and his love of football. Aha. Okay. They, because he, he left the senior bowl early. Like he just did the pass rush drills yeah. and said, I'm not going to play in the game um, because he felt like he showed what he can do in the individual and didn't really want to yeah. get hurt. Um, I, to, to me, I think there's just a lot. There, there's a lot of, that's why the NFL is good and everybody has parity because some people a lot of people miss on a lot of people. Like, oh, yeah. there's a lot of misses. And, like, we just never seemed to get our fair share of misses. <laughs> that came was like, well, we didn't right. think that guy was good. Now he is. Oh, this is great. Maybe you, him and Whipler will both end up being players. I, yeah, I, who, know. who knows? But I'm definitely using them on that short package. Like, when we go heavy, yeah. like, when it's two tight ends, I'm going to take one tight We'll put him right in there, and you know where we're running the ball at that point. Two you should things. bring Ika in on the offensive line, too, in those games. I let him pull. <laughs> I was just, that's what I was saying. Two things real, real, real quick yeah. for Whipler. Yeah. I know they signed Poachers to an extension. It's essentially a one-year deal yeah. that they can extend for two. If Whipler turns out to be good, Poachers probably is here next year just out of money-wise. But two, yeah. I want to see, as you guys were talking about this, a goal line situation. This will never happen. Yeah. I know this will never happen. But Miles Garrett deep in the backfield <laughs> with a wishbone formation of Ika and Dewan Jones as his fullbacks. <laughs> you telling me anyone's stopping that on the one yard line? That would be. No. So, you better can, you better get low. Can you imagine him running a toss sweep? Can you imagine shout, him running a toss sweep shout, on that play? Shout out to the Ying Yang twins. You better get low. <laughs> <laughs> better go between their legs. You see the toss sweep on that man? Hey, that's oh crazy. My. And that's like eight hundred pounds of beef right there. You know who would do it? Andy Reid. Oh, yeah, he yeah. He'll do it. He'll, he'll do, do anything. It. He'll do it in heartbeat. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.